0: This message was recorded at Devoted, a Christ Central Festival for all the family.
1: To find out more about Devoted, please visit
0: DevotedEvent.org.
2: Good morning everybody. Hello. All right. Excellent. Nice to see a few familiar faces. And... Uh, But uh, you're all welcome, uh, whether you know us or not. So I'm just gonna give a a brief introduction. Um, If you're coming for all three, I'll do the introductions each time because we've made them self-contained, so there'll be some people coming the second or third days who might not be here this morning. So uh, I'm Rob, and uh, you'll hear my wife, Helen, shortly. And uh, we're at the church in Bolton. Cheer from Bolton people. (laughs) Bit belated, thank you. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, we've also got uh, Ginny here who's going to be speaking tomorrow with her husband Stuart and uh, Our wonderful Joseph and Lillian and Wheeler from Zambia The biggest cheer okay, so three quick things Uh, in the bookshop there are some titles uh, relating to this subject and I haven't got all of them here, but I've got four things which I'll, I'll leave over in the corner there. So if you did want to just come and take a look at one or two of those, just to flick through, don't, don't take them away. But uh, uh, there's, they're really excellent books. Uh, there's a lot written on the subject uh, you know some may be better than others but these are four that we'd uh, that I've got that we particularly recommend if you wanted to find out something further because obviously there's not that much time in something like this it is called an introduction so you might not be able to read it from the back I'm not quite sure but uh, DavidDevinish.com forward slash setting people free uh, so Dave Devinish, as yes, you would see from your program is going to be here uh, at this on sunday, and he 's written a very comprehensive course, lots of teaching and practical stuff in there, and that is uh, available free uh, from, from that website address so uh, if you want to look any more or you know you 're feeling in your church if you 've got some sort of responsibility uh, you 'd like to develop this, look into, fur- into it further, that will be the, the thing to do. Uh, okay, so we've got my old uh, m- mobile up t- here. So if we have time, and we might not have time because uh, you know we, we want to just do, we, we want to get across to you as much as we can. But we might have about 10 minutes for Q and A. So if you've got uh, some sort of question related to the subject matter okay not to do with this evening's football match or anything like that if you've got some helpful related question if you text it to that number I I do at the moment at least have a mobile reception there will only be quite a short time so uh, if we do have time for that I'll just be able to sort of pick out one or two things but we feel it's more important to share what God has been doing in our lives what we feel the Word of God says and have an opportunity to pray for all of us and to to minister the Holy Spirit. So questions are important, but there's lots of books and stuff that you you can read. So let me pray, and uh, we'll get going. Lord, we, we so thank you uh, that we are on the winning side. Uh, thank you so much, Lord God, uh, that that uh, we have no doubt about uh, how the result is is what the result is going to be. Jesus, you've already won you came to destroy the works of the evil one Lord you came to proclaim freedom for the captives Lord God Uh, oh Lord we we thank you for what you've done on the cross Lord and uh, we we pray send your Holy Spirit upon us mightily today Lord God that we might uh, understand not just in our heads but in our hearts Lord God. what does that look like for my life what does this look like for my family what does this look like in my workplace what does this look like uh, in our church and community? That we, we are outworking what you have already done, Lord. That we're applying it to our lives. That we're living in the good of it. Lord, we don't want it, uh, to get to the end of our lives and say, Oh, I wish I'd seen that. I wish I'd understood that. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you for what you've done but also uh, what you are doing and going to do in these three days. Amen. Amen. Just to give you a, a, a quick uh, in, in encouragement, these, these guys don't know this, but there was a, a lovely couple that Ellen and I uh, were with from another church uh, during the week, and uh, they were going to come but because of family circumstances. They couldn't come on this weekend in the end. So we said, "Oh, last year's seminars are on the Christ Central website. So they texted us this, this, this mo- even this morning, So oh, we listened to session one from last year. Really felt God minister to us and set people free. So uh, that's even something from last year, which is old news now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I do encourage you come to this. Don't, don't just fill your notebook. Uh, say, God, what are you speaking to me for myself uh, or for others? Okay, so what's going to happen today is uh, Helen's going to share some of her testimony um, from her own life and from our family life. Uh, and then after that, uh, Lillian and probably some Joseph as well uh, will do some teaching as an introduction to things. So if you could welcome Helen, please. That was uh,
1: quite a welcome. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I just want to share something that happened, uh, which I think might be relevant. Um, We've just uh, not long been back from uh, California, and while we were there, we went through this uh, lava tube. Um, It's unusual, I know. Uh, And uh, we, we failed to follow the two pieces of advice we were given before we entered the lava tube. Number one, wear a coat. Number two, take a torch. Um, uh, So Rob was dispatched back to the car to get the coat. Bearing in mind, the the temperature outside of the lava tube was mm, about 40 degrees. It was very, very hot where we were. Um, And so Rob had to go back for a coat. And thankfully, we had phones, so we put our... The light on our phones. Because as we went into these um, tubes, it was so dark. It was incredibly dark. I've never known anything like it. I think we're not used to really being in the dark, actually, are we? In Western Europe, there's always some sort of light. We're not used to being in the dark. And when we got in there, I said to her, oh, gosh, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling scared. Uh, and then I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to plow through um but when we got out the other side it didn't take long but when we got out the other side now into that bright sunshine you know I thought this is where we're designed to live in the light you know when we're in the dark it's really not very nice it's really not very nice and very very limiting it's very limiting when we got out into the light we could just see the beautiful countryside we were worn the coats came off uh, the lights on the phone went off. It was just—I am- was so grateful. <laughs> I thought, oh I don't want to go back there. And you know, I just feeling like this morning Jesus wants to uh, further bring us into light. You know, we sang a song this morning about coming out of the prison. You know, that clappy one that I couldn't get the claps. But the clappy one was going on about coming out of the prison. And, and you know, that's what Jesus has got for us today. So I, I'd really love to pray for us. So if, if you don't mind, just pop your hand on your heart this morning, and let's just ask Jesus to do something. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you are the light bringer. You are light, Jesus, and we're, and your light overcomes darkness. And Jesus, you don't want us to be, to be under any kind of darkness, any oppression in our lives. You want us to be completely free. You came to destroy the works of the evil one, not to tolerate, not to work around, not to accommodate, but to destroy the works of the enemy. We were designed to live in the light. And Holy Spirit, just be speaking to our hearts this morning. Uh, I, I just pray for revelation and eyes to see any areas in our lives that are... Uh, under darkness, Lord. And I, I thank you, Jesus, that for you, nothing is impossible. This might have been happening to us for, for years. We may feel like our situation is just something that we've got to live with. But I thank you, Jesus, that with you, nothing is impossible, that you, you are hope. There's hope this morning. Lives will change this morning. People are going to come out of prison. Jesus, we're just expectant. Come and have your way in our hearts this morning. Oh, Lord, just show us, just even as I speak, Lord, be speaking to to hearts, to lives here. In your name, Jesus, amen. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, my story and the story of our family, because uh, I'm just praying that it will speak to you. Maybe there's something that you can relate to out of it. So just as you're listening, just be prayerful. Say, Holy Spirit, is there anything you want to say to me? Um, because... You know, God wants to move in your heart this morning. So, uh, for me, I, I'm I'm quite posh. I come from quite a wealthy background. Was that someone laughing right there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I'm an only child, and uh, no one in our family uh, believed in God or ever went to church. And to be honest, I have very few memories uh, of growing up where, that are happy ones. Uh, our, the, the, our house was kind of very orientated around money. My parents would love money. And I grew up feeling really quite isolated and not particularly loved. And my parents didn't love one another either. It wasn't an atmosphere of love. My, uh, there would be a lot of shouting or angry silence. Kind of t- there was crackly tension in the air. My dad had uh, f- affairs, so he would leave from time to time. And uh, as, as commonly would happen in these circumstances, and particularly the area where I lived, uh, we, looked, we, we worked hard to keep things looking good from the outside, but the inside uh, was really, really different. So um, <clears throat> when, after my mum had me, she went back, she returned to workers pretty quickly, and we didn't have family around. So childcare was a, a little tricky and... and um, if I got sick, and I was very, very young, I, I, I have memories under eight of being sick and just being left at home. My mum and dad went to work, and I was just at home, which wasn't ideal. Um, and sometimes in the holidays, that was the same. So I had a lot of experience of being left on my own uh, and, and feeling very vulnerable. Uh, I was sent to a private school. Remember, I'm posh, and, uh, which I really didn't enjoy. I didn't make many friends. I didn't really know how to relate to people. And I felt very, very alone. And, and, and rejection was beginning to really kind of take hold in my life. Uh, my mum and dad were very keen that I got good grades. So I really tried very hard because I thought, well, maybe that's a way of getting their love and their attention. And uh, my mum, she could be quite critical, a little bit controlling. So, yeah, things weren't good, really. And I, by the time I got to about 12 i have a memory of sitting in our garden uh, in in our house and saying if there's a god you really better do something or i'll kill myself by the time i'm 20 really i just thought that's it i've had enough i'm done with this uh, the good news is that we have a wonderful god who hears our hearts cry whether or not at that time we know him or we're following him you know god hears the cry of our hearts and he heard me that day i know that he did but in many ways, at that point, nothing much changed. And my dad continued to have affairs. And my mom, unfortunately, got addicted to spending uh, on credit card. And the house was filling up with all sorts of stuff. And when it was the end of the month and the credit card bill came in, you had to just make yourself a bit scarce. <laughs> um, and she became quite depressed and Unfortunately, when, um, a bit later on in my teens, she tried to take her life several times as well. Thankfully, when I was 17, I had a, a wonderful Christian friend, and uh, she kept on inviting me to church. And really just to shush her, because I just couldn't see the point of that, but really just to shush her, I said one day, I said, I'll, I'll come with you to church. And I, I expected it to be really uh, just... Not very exciting. Um, I was seventeen, um, uh, but I really thank God because you know, as soon as I got into that that place, that church, I really felt like the love of God hit me like a wall. Except I didn't know that it was the love of God. Really, I, didn't, I thought, what is going on here? It's a very weird feeling here, but it's very nice. And um, Thankfully, uh, the gospel was preached that evening and there was an appeal. Now, I I, I didn't feel like I could go forward, but when I got home, I gave my life to Jesus. And for me, really, and I really meant, you know, I really went for that. You know, that was just it. I wasn't, you know, I'd seen something, I'd felt I'd experienced something. And really, everything changed. Um, But inside of me, of course, there was still stuff. I was a really passionate Christian but I was a really messed up person. And I felt very rejected. And I, I blame myself for not being lovable. Why didn't anyone love me? Well, that's my fault. Um, and it's like the enemy can rush in. When we have difficulties in our childhood, the enemy can just lean in on the door that's open and come in. And, uh, and I, th- I, I think that my parents' weakness... Um, enabled things like fear and rejection to really take a hold. Uh, And God's been really good to me. You know, over the years, people prayed with me, and God's grace touched me and healed me. I was able to forgive my mum and dad. I really know they they themselves are incredibly unhappy and uh, were suffering themselves. But the fact remained that if I was really honest, which I wasn't often, Uh, I was still living and carrying some things that I didn't really need to. Um, Fear was something that was a massive part of my life, and I felt really guilty as a Christian. And and worse still, I was married to someone in leadership in the church, and I was really fearful. And that's embarrassing, as well as anything else. Um, So I didn't really know what to do. I just kind of kept pressing it down. If I was honest, as a Christian, I felt I was taking two steps forward and one step back. You know, I wasn't really getting anywhere fast. In, uh, in Zambia, we've been going out to visit Joseph and Lillian. Uh, and in Zambia, something surprising happened in 2015. Uh, I, had a, I had a... Suddenly, there was a breakthrough. There was a moment in God. Um, and things, frankly, at the time, couldn't have been worse. My dad had recently died... And our daughter, Ruth, uh, who at that time was in her early 20s, really began to struggle to speak. Um, And this was becoming really difficult for her. She was trying to do a degree, and she was really had a a pretty major problem. And whilst we were in Zambia, she received a really bleak diagnosis, which she messaged through to us. And, of course, as parents, you could imagine we were really upset, really distraught, didn't know what to do. Joseph and said, I think we need to pray and we just sat down together in their lounge, I remember it well, and began to pray for Ruth. Now, as, as we began to pray for Ruth, something began to happen to me. I began to feel really horrible, actually. Uh, to be honest, a little bit sick, a little bit ugh. And uh, so people said, well, oh, what's happening to you? What, what's the matter with you? We're praying for Ruth. Something's happening to me. And then um, suddenly Lillian started praying against the spirit of an old woman. Now, I don't feel that old, <laughs> but she she was seeing something in the spirit, of course, and um, she was she uh, and I began to picture my maternal grandmother, and uh, and as Lillian was praying, I was just set free from something, some sort of evil spirit. It was just something just lifted off me, and uh, I felt immediately felt different. I thought, oh, what's just happened? This is good and so so really what what Lillian was seeing what she was doing she would, she was sensing there was an evil spirit she just commanded it to go and it just lifted off because as christians that's what that's what we do uh she she was and i said why are you praying like that and she said that she'd had a dream you see god gives us dreams he speaks to us this is why it's so important to, to tune into the spirit he gives he'd given Lillian a dream about a um an elderly white wicked woman who'd been abusing her in the dream and there's not a lot of white people particularly at that time there weren't many white visitors nobody white in the church we just arrived who's that going to be then it's going to be but you can't bring that over a cup of tea can you I just (laughs) so Lillian was waiting for that moment where God just opened that thing up and then you know uh, anyway (laughs) but you know God is so amazing, and. It, it pointed, I think, to something more generational in talking about the you know, the things that run through families. We can even sort of see that, can't we? Oh, you look like your dad. You sound like him. You know, you're very gifted or whatever, looking on the positive. And obviously, the, the enemy can counterfeit all that and make it horrible. So the good news is Jesus can change that in a moment. So as we return to the UK... Uh, we continued to pray, and I I began to realize that really I needed more freedom, and and, and as a family we prayed, and and we, and and you know what, I had to repent of some stuff as well, you know, we can't just blame it all on, you know, we need to repent, we need to take responsibility for our behaviors, some of my behaviors were bad, you know, yes, uh, I, 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 I felt rejected, but sometimes I could behave like you know, um, so there were things I needed to repent of as well. I think that's really important. We need to f- repent, we need to forgive people, we need to be active in this process. And so I saw, we, we and I sought God like never before. We prayed, we fasted, we read the word of God, we worshipped you know, all these things that as Christians it's really good to do. Uh, and out, after a significant time of praying in summer, t- summer 2015, and, and I, I, was, I really felt set free from more stuff, I realized that something significant happened. I really began to feel incredibly different. So different that I kept saying to Rob, is it normal to feel like this? In a really good way, I, I just thought, gosh, I've never felt like this before. I've never experienced this. It was a difference between night and day. It's like the light and darkness. So I knew that somehow i just come into, out into the light. It was amazing, and I really thank God for that because I'm living in a totally different experience now than I was back then. And in the beginning of 2016, I felt like uh, I'd had problems um, digesting wheat, so I I had to eat a gluten-free diet. It, It messed me up if I ate wheat, and I'd been like that for 10 years. And I began to feel like God was saying to me, look, that is not part of who you are. And, you know, sometimes if if we've had this experience of being uh, oppressed, sometimes sickness can result. I'm not saying all sickness. I'm just saying some sickness can be as a result of oppression. And I felt like, oh, I don't think I need to have this anymore. You know, I, I, I wonder this morning if there's people here who feel like they're not feeling so good. And actually they don't need to have this anymore, you know. This could be the morning where God just sorts that. So um, over a period of six months, actually, Rob and I would pray. I just kept it quiet. I began to, I just felt I could eat normally, but I had some symptoms still. So six months, just kept praying and eating normally. And I can testify now, I can just eat anything. I mean, you know, I'm loving lasagna, nice bread. <laughs> Too much, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I thank, I, thank, I thank God. You know, God is an amazing God He wants to set us free and heal us. And just to throw in, we also um, uh, prayed a little bit into, I don't want to overemphasize, but I do want to say uh, that uh, we, we um, we'd read up a bit on Freemasonry. We feel like that was probably a little bit in, in a lot in the family. So we prayed against that as well. And that really brought further freedom as well. Just to throw that in. Um, and we just thank God. So, you know, I feel like I'm still in process. I'm I'm happy to say that. Um, I, I I just think there's so much more for all of us. And uh, Ruth is doing so well as as well. Just you know, she's come on so much. We thank God she she was able to finish her degree. She's got a job. She's just serving in the church, leading, and so so she's doing. Now she's still. I would say got some further healing to come so please pray for her but she's made incredible progress with her voice so we really thank god it's just so amazing and that's it
2: uh, i just think before uh, before lillian comes up i think this would be a good opportunity to pray so if, if you've if you've got any sickness where it, it runs in the family there's somebody else in your family uh, mother father grandpa whatever and and you you see any sort of pattern is, is there any there might not be anybody here uh, but is there anybody if you want to put your hand up if you've got something of, of that nature uh, that's, that's good anybody else okay right Lord Jesus yes. we thank you that you are the one who sets us free Jesus, Jesus, you uh, nailed the principalities and powers to the cross. You you nailed everything standing against us. It was paid in full. And Jesus, uh, we come against uh, any strongholds in people's lives. Uh, We come across any generational powers that are just wanting to lie low, to fly under the radar. And uh, just carry on oppressing us, afflicting us. We say in the name of Jesus, those things cannot stand. And we break them down in Jesus' name. We, we declare freedom, Lord God. Lord Jesus, there's far too many people feeling that, Lord God. I, I pray for a revelation, Lord God. Uh, I I pray, Lord God, you would open eyes and open hearts to give wisdom as to uh, where this might have started or what you want us to do. Thank you, God, you lead us, you you partner uh, with us, Lord God. And I I pray, give these lovely people wisdom, uh, steps they should take, prayers they should pray. Uh, but, But Jesus, we say they will be free. They will be free. Because you are greater, you are the name above every name. And and I speak that freedom into each one here, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so I just encourage you, there are are, are moments when God can just suddenly do something. But God wants us, like I said, to partner with him, cooperate with him, lead us through step by step. Uh, We had some huge breakthrough moments uh, but we also had to keep going over weeks and, 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 and months with things. As God revealed one, one thing at a time to us. Uh, so just, just ask God to lead you. He knows what he's doing. So let's welcome Lillian now.
3: And as we welcome Lillian, Rob, we're joined by a live link to Ghana. Okay. And there's some people in Zambia who will also be following us. So, enjoy.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm happy to see all of you. And thanks for turning up. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, thank you so much to the leadership for, of Devoted for allowing me again this year to stand before you and uh, help with this life zone on spiritual warfare, thank you, Rob and Helen. Thank you, Jean and Stewart, and thanks to my husband Joseph for bringing me to to, to the UK. <laughs> um, I love it here, but it's rather cold. Oh. <laughs> but I love your food. And I love the shopping, of course. <laughs> okay, so um all protocols observed as we say in Africa. And all oh, those go Zambia, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, those guys, you were great in Zambia again. So thank you. All right, so session one, we are on setting the captives free, and I'm here to just give um a, a little talk on what is deliverance and how Should this be approached? Of course, this is a big topic. And it's something that can take days to unlock all this. But um, I'll try to see what I can do in the next 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay, so thanks again for Helen's testimony. Isn't that great? A big hand to the Lord for that wonderful testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think she forgot one thing. Uh, every time I met Helen before her deliverance, she was always crying. <laughs> always tearful. But now she's bold. Amen. <laughs> I speak boldness in somebody this morning in Jesus' name. In Africa, they say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> So, Isaiah 61, I'll just, um, uh, we won't read it because of time, but we are in Isaiah 61 talking about what is deliverance. And from my own um, understanding over the years, I can say deliverance is the great work of God done by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus that enables the following to happen. So the three are involved God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ are all uh, involved in um, making happen something which is visible and something which is tangible, something where somebody can say the situation was like this and now it is like this. Uh, I'm not going to go into the, the, The argument about whether a Christian should be set free or not. uh, I believe those of you who are here believe that a Christian should be set free as well. Yes, so um, there are lots of things in Isaiah 61 uh, talking about deliverance. Of course, it's preaching the good news to the poor, that is uh, dealing with fear. And uh, the Lord many times does tell us as children of God that we need to be bold. But many times we are are afraid because that is the work of the enemy. So fear needs to be uh, dealt with in deliverance. And of course, it is there to uh, bring healing to the broken heart. Uh, As you saw in Helen's testimony, loads of times when she was left alone by the parents and uh, broken hearted and deliverance just brought about a healing in in her heart so it is there to give uh, to bring about a guard a, gu- a guideline on on um, heart issues because the heart is is very important in somebody's life issues of the heart they need to be dealt with many times we can look beautiful on the eyes we can We can put on wonderful things, but the issue is in the heart. So Deliverance does deal with things like that. And then, of course, it's there to proclaim liberty, which is um, uh, people who are taken into captivity and then brought into freedom. So it's about proclaiming liberty. It's about opening of the prisons. And these prisons we're talking about are not just physical prisons, they are also spiritual prisons as well, which we are dealing with in deliverance. And um, it's there to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It's a year of jubilee as we deal with uh, uh, rejection in deliverance, we cast out rejection because we are believing God. For, for liberty amen and of course um i like this 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 the the next one coming uh because we love it in africa uh deliverance is the day of vengeance of our god and we know what we say in africa it's back to the sender <laughs> so it's a place where we send whatever the enemy has been sending to us back to him. So that's what I can say deliverance is. And of course, it's there to bring about comfort to all who mourn. And we do have a lot of mourning happening everywhere, even in in Western countries with all your nice crisps and uh, fish and chips. There's still some mourning around. So deliverance does bring about, um, you know, comfort. And, of course, it's beautiful ashes. Oh, the Lord is there to bring us from a dunghill, wash us up, and cause us to sit with the prince of this world. Deliver us, does deal with shame. It removes shame from people's lives. Amen. Amen. Of course, there, again, in Isaiah 61, it's the giving of the joy. Giving of joy. You know, joy is one of the major things that the Spirit of God brings about. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy as well. But many children of God are Christians. They're doing everything right, but they have no joy. And so we pray prayers of deliverance, demanding the joy of the Lord to come back to us so that sorrow is removed. Amen. So joy is your portion this morning. And of course it's putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, um, uh, deliverance is also about removing garments, the garment of heaviness. The enemy does come, and he does give us garments. you know like, you know, here you have courts when you're going out. You put on courts. I love my coat. it's heavy. You know, <laughs> because I don't, I don't do good with, with code, <laughs> So it's the same. The enemy will come in and put a heavy coat on you. And you just go out there and you're feeling heavy. You don't know what it is. And sometimes you may not even have a reason for feeling heavy, but it's there. So deliverance is about removing the garment. Hey, somebody this morning will remove some garment in Jesus' name. And someone say amen okay so um, that's what i can say deliverance is it's all this that the prophet isaiah talked about in isaiah 61 which is our portion and of course it goes on to talk about other things about wealth and everything else so who needs deliverance uh, deliverance can be done At a personal level, at a family level, and of course, at a national level as well. So, um, today we will be dealing mostly with uh, personal things. And personal things, you can pray for yourself. You can have times when you sit down and you pray over yourself and things like that. Family, you would need family. National, you need the church to cooperate together so you can pray together. Amen. Now, how do you know that you need deliverance? Where would you know? Uh, I mean, how can you tell? So, some of the symptoms for deliverance are one, prayerlessness, and that's a big one. Amen. As a child of God, we all know that we ought to pray, but how many of us do actually pray? Many of us, we just remember we're supposed to pray by the time you are dreaming somewhere or maybe it's in the morning um so prayerlessness is a big one so if you're struggling with prayer on a personal level you need to be delivered somebody needs something needs to be casted out there It just means that there's a spiritual hold over your life which needs to be broken you can't pray with your wife I mean, you can go walks together, you can do everything else together, but just praying with your wife or your husband is difficult. You need to be delivered there. You can't pray with your children. Oh, that's a big one as well, because you need to be praying as a family. And this morning, as we started Devoted, wasn't that good from Jeremy encouraging us that we're family and we're supposed to encourage even the children getting involved. So prayerlessness. And, of course, um, the other symptoms of deliverance are family breakdown, you know. Many of us are coming from backgrounds where we have had, you know, situations like our parents were divorced. And you look at um, Helen's testimony again, and you hear how the parents never loved each other. And that opened up doors to things of the evil spirit to come not only to their parents but to the child as well. So whatever affects you is affecting your children. Whatever affected your parents is affecting you. So in deliverance, I always encourage people to do a research on their family background. Where are you coming from? Who who is your mom? Who is your dad? Where are they coming from? What was involved? Were they Christians? In Africa, we have a lot of uh, worshiping of other gods. You know, some of us are coming from families where our, our parents worshipped the trees. They worshipped rivers. They worshipped crocodiles and stuff like that. And so, in deliverance, you have to go through a situation where you're renouncing all these things, and you're saying, I will serve no other God, nor any other treasure. Jesus is Lord. So, there you also need deliverance. And perhaps you're coming from a, a family where there's been a lot of debts, you know, and your parents or you yourself cannot break away from a habit of debts, and credit cards here in this country it's a big problem isn't it so sometimes it's not just a a, a a character issue other times it is also a spiritual issue that needs to be to be broken in the spirit so you approach it from the spirit side and you pray into it And I can tell you testimony after testimony of how people have approached even things like divorce from a spiritual point of view. And uh, the Lord has come through in many, many families. So family breakdown. And of course, in families, it's also infirmity, as you heard from uh, 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 Helen's testimony. Uh, You know, I know medically, genetically there's hereditary things. But I also know that there are things in f- which run in families just because the enemy is oppressing that family. The enemy doesn't want you to be free. The enemy wants you to spend all your money on um, medical bills. The enemy wants you to spend most of your time in hospital. And so he keeps on just putting this infirmity on you. But hey... The Bible says by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. So healing is our portion, but the enemy does come in and steal it from us. I pray that today somebody's life is going to be gotten back and that you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen. Yeah. And of course, um, there's poverty as well. Um, Let me check. I I think you don't pray about money here. Do you? Um, um, We pray about money a lot in Africa. (laughs) I'm sure you do also here. Because there are, are, are situations where the enemy also comes in, in your finances. And he begins to control your finances. And he begins to make you think you can't. You just can't do something for God, like maybe tithing or giving offerings or getting involved in anything. You're always looking down upon yourself. In Africa, we, we do pray against the spirit of poverty because we have seen that many times loads of money have been put, pushed into Africa, have been put into, men and into the hands of uh, men and women in Africa, but it has not gone far. When you look back it's like nothing was given. So we know that it is a spiritual issue and so we go into spiritual warfare to pray against poverty. Amen. Yeah. And of course uh, the other the other thing there is um this, the inability to complete major projects. You know That's also another big symptom that you need deliverance. You know, many times, many people have got great ideas, big ideas, but they remain on paper or they would start it and halfway they, they abandon it. That one is also a sign that the enemy doesn't want you to enlarge your cost he doesn't want you to progress. He doesn't want you to, to be an influence anywhere. So, even in situations like that, for major projects to be completed, you need to pray prayers of deliverance where you, you attack the enemy, you, up, you confront the enemy, and tell the enemy to lay off his hands your projects because you are a Christian, you are serving a God who is Alpha and... Omega. God starts and he finishes. And so you should. Um, and of course in our setup in Africa, but I'm sure everywhere else, we also need to pray for deliverance in our, our culture and um, traditional hold back. We do have loads of things that we believe in culturally, which are contrary to the word of God. And so many times we have to pray for a spiritual hold up in that area as well. Because it's not just about telling people that they should stop doing this. It is also praying in the spirit concerning the stronghold of the belief which is a wrong belief. And the Lord does bring about deliverance. Amen. Okay, so I'm rushing this morning, and if you have any question, please remember we have a phone number in the corner. You can send the question to Rob, and we will be able to answer it, if we can, uh, towards the end of um, our, our talk. So how do you approach deliverance? Deliverance is done by faith. Amen done by faith in the lord jesus christ so you must be born again you must have jesus as lord and savior in your heart before you can begin to pray these prayers and then in your prayers you must begin with worship of our lord jesus christ why do we begin with worship because we are dealing with spirits we're dealing with um principalities and powers and authorities we are dealing with with um, things that make that are saying to you we have a right to be here and you're saying no i have the lord and the lord is jesus christ and then um the second point there is that you must recognize the works of the enemy and the existence of these evil spirits. It's no use you just saying sitting there and saying, Oh no, I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I think it's good to just identify with what is wrong with you. And as a Christian, take on the armor of God and pray into it. If it's a spirit, it will go. You can never invest in prayer. Prayer is always a good investment. Amen. So just pray. Recognize it and pray. Somebody has said the world is not a picnic ground. It's a battle. We are all involved in a battle. And so Paul prayed that our spiritual eyes be opened. Ephesians 1 verse 18. It's always a wonderful prayer to pray every day. God, open my spiritual eyes that I may see, that I may know. Where I am at Daniel 2 verse 22, Daniel was praising God that God is a God who reveals mysteries. You know, your life is a mystery. You don't know who you are, so you don't know sometimes what the enemy is holding you from what God has really destined you to be. So pray for your eyes to be opened and to discern the spirits. And also to have a spirit of revelation. And when you do that, list down some of those things and begin to pray. Repentance is a good one. Uh, Helen mentioned that. Uh, Psalm 103 and Psalm 51. We need to repent and spend time asking God for forgiveness. Not Not because we are not saved. We are saved. We are born again. We are under grace. God has forgiven us. But you know what? The, the reason why the enemy is working is because somebody opened the door. And it's just good to say sorry. In relationships, we do say, I am sorry, don't we? And so I, I, I believe God also wants us to make things right. Now, these prayers of deliverance, I always say to people, they are serious prayers And they need to be taken seriously in that you need to set ample time to pray through this. They're not popcorn prayers or what you use this side of the world. Um, What's that thing you make warm things? Um, A microwave, yeah. (laughs) You don't do microwave prayers with these prayers. (laughs) Amen. You need to set ample time to pray. I usually advise people to pray and fast three days before they can uh, actually go into the actual prayers for release. And um, you need also to add fasting to that. Amen. Yeah. Now, I know nowadays there's a lot of argument on fasting, but we are under grace and you, the Holy Spirit will guide you to show you how you can fast. I mean, um, one of the guys on one of the Go Zambia team some time ago came and uh, he said, ah, fasting. So we said to him, yeah. And he said, okay, I'm going to fast from Coke and chocolate. <laughs> and he did that for 21 days. So I believe that was a good fast. So, you look at your own strength and see how you can do it. Uh, Of course, we need to also put on the full armor of God. In Ephesians 6, we know about that one, don't we? And um, many times in your initial stages of praying for deliverance, it's important to ask somebody to help you. And even at family level, it's important to ask, To ask the family to come together and also ask someone, an elder, or somebody you you can trust to come and pray with you. Then, um, of course, in those prayers, you need to literally cast out the demons in Jesus' name. Which means they are noisy prayers. I'm sorry. (laughs) You have to talk in these prayers. You have to say to this particular demon, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. And, of course, you, you should be able to use the blood of Jesus as a weapon. Um, sometimes we have also used the anointing oil, especially on um, a person or poured it over a place, gates, rooms, and other things. Using the anointing oil, not as a ritual, of course, but as a symbol of power, breaking the yokes. Amen. In praying for deliverance, we also pray, Lords, about the infilling of the Holy Spirit because, like I said, you are doing it by faith. You're doing something that sometimes will not give you manifestation. Amen. Sometimes you won't see like there's anything that has happened, but in the Spirit something has happened. So we need the Holy Spirit, Lords, and we need to pray. In the Holy Ghost. So I always advise people. To be baptized in the Holy Spirit as well. Because sometimes you need to pray. A lot in tongues. To understand exactly. What's going on in the spirit. Um, Like Rob said. You need to be persistent. You need to persevere. You need to fight a good fight of faith. Sometimes it doesn't happen in day one. It may take many days for si- different situations, depending on how, how uh, deep the situation is. Uh, the smaller the tree, the quicker it's uprooted. The deeper it is, the harder it is, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Okay, so um, I always say that um, manifestations are good, But do not always look for manifestations, because sometimes they will not be there. And my personal advice on manifestation is that I don't encourage talking to demons, because uh, many times demons, many times they are liars. They will be telling you lies. They will just be trying to get time from you. So take authority and tell them, like Jesus said, Do not talk, just go in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, lastly, but not the least, uh, as you are seeking God for deliverance, it is also very important to learn to give generously to God in your tithes and offerings and also in blessing others. Amen. Joseph. Dr. Mowila.
3: Thank you. Why don't you give Lily another clap? That was... Was that helpful? Did you, did you enjoy that? Of course, she was running through loads uh, very quickly. Uh, as the title says, this is introduction. So we're just throwing a few tidbits, as you say, at you. So that those of you God is calling into this thing... Uh, you've got some pointers, you've got somewhere to staff from, and somewhere to go. Uh, I w- I'm hearing uh, L- uh, Helen's testimony uh, for um, the fifth time, but ev- sixth or something. But every time I hear it, it's fresh. There's just something that comes to well. thanks so much, Helen. And I will feel that Helen and Robe is part of a big team, as you will hear Jeannie tomorrow... Uh, and others across the uk that there is a resurgence we believe in the spirit this is not just an interest group some of you sitting here because you feel a draw into this area which we believe is for the whole body of christ not for a few specialized freaky people no this is jesus did this uh, Jesus was involved in, in this and right at the beginning of the, his ministry he says I'm building the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail so the building of the church is a, a, a battle it's a spiritual warfare those of you who are in church uh, planting and what we've had so many casualties even as I speak uh, leadership teams and uh, oppressions and attacks uh, especially also Families of leaders uh, are a prime target of the enemy. Uh, so uh, I hope I'm not scaring you. It's just a fact that we are in the battleground. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual uh, authorities, spiritual rulers in the heavenly places. So we're in a battle. Okay, in the few minutes uh, that I have left, again, we just want to throw a few things uh, at you on the topic of um, recognizing demonic oppression through discernment. Recognizing. Because one of the big questions we keep being asked all over the place is, how do I know? Uh, I think uh, Helen mentioned that. How do I know that this is demonic? How do I know that this, this... this disease has got some spiritual stuff behind it. How do I know that there is something... This that's happening in my life, in my family... is not just natural, uh, but there is something there. So, uh, I won't have time to go deep into that. Uh, Jin is listening to me. Dev D is coming on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, there could be tools given to you. So, just for the context... Uh, uh, I just want to pick up a verse which we all know—that 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten speaks about one gift that's been uh, sometimes underemphasized in our churches. But in the context of our uh, spiritual warfare, it's actually a very, very important gift. And I read 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten. It says, "To another, the working of miracles; to another, prophecy." to another discerning of spirit. Somebody said discernment. I'm oh, sorry. You listen to Africans, so we, we do responsive teaching, so we talk to each other. Is that okay here? Yeah, so somebody said discernment. So, he's talking about the gift of discernment of spirit. So, um, just, just to give you a little uh, kind of definition, it, there's no... Uh, official definition, but this is how we would say that the manifestation of the descendants of spirit can be summarized as a revelation by God about the presence or sometimes non-presence of a spirit. Okay? And s- sometimes it includes the identity Of a demonic spirit present or an oppression that's there. But also alongside that, the Lord providing the power to cast it out. So if I break that into three, it is one, uh, a revelation from God. It's a revelatory gift that the Lord himself gives you, just like he gives us prophecy. He gives us, in this instance, an understanding, a knowledge that there is something here that is more than just ordinary. In Helen's testimony, as we were in that lounge praying, uh, Lily had a clear revelation that this is not just uh, just Helen and we're praying for their wonderful daughter Ruth. But there is something there. And uh, that revelation was very important. Is that all right? Okay. Are you following me? Okay. I'm kind of running. All right. <clears throat> so that's a kind of thing. We, 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 we look to God to show us. It's very important, especially here in the UK, if I have to say, that we don't do guesswork. Guesswork is dangerous in this area. You, you can't just guess. What do you think? Do you think eh, it looks a bit freaky? You, you know, so many people have been hurt because somebody was guessing. Uh, just flip it around to you. Or How about if somebody guessed on you and think you, you're not right? How would that feel? So this is not area for guesswork. But I'm afraid one of the reasons that the whole area of spiritual warfare is having a, or had a bit of a battering, uh, uh, over the last few decades, and it's really a no-go area to some people, even churches, it's because it was so difficult to tell when something is real or something's being made up. Beloved, we want to pray that the spirit of discernment will be restored to the church. And many of you sitting here, that's one thing you got to pray for. That you not be guessing stuff, you will know. And when you know, then uh, alongside the knowledge, God gives the anointing to deal with it. Can I hear an amen from someone? Okay, we see that in the life of Jesus. Of course, Jesus regularly and effectively used the power of God to recognize demonic oppressions and then to deal with it. Two things, huh? To recognize and deal with it. Because I don't have time, I'll be going sometimes ahead of myself. So let me say this. The recognition, the the, manif- the, the fact that God shows you is not just so you sit there and say, I know, I know what's going on. No, it's not just a, some fancy knowledge. No, He showed you so, because He wants to do something about it. Hello? So, alongside the knowledge comes not just the responsibility, but also the opportunity and the anointing to do with it. Um, if we look into the, the Bible, where well, we don't have time to do that, but uh, uh, if you come to the, to, to the uh, Gospels, you'll see examples of how Jesus dealt with things right across the spirit of knowledge and understanding. Discernment was there. In Matthew 10, verse 18, Matthew, Luke chapter 10. Uh, if you have time, you can look at that. But also, if you come in the book of Acts, you see Paul, who dealt with a lot of spiritual oppression in the book of Acts, operating very clearly in the spirit of discernment. Pick one example in Acts 13, verse 10, where there's this guy called Elymas. Now, um, there was this sorcerer, uh, there was this, these guys who were in the oak count. Oh, by the way, as you heard from Helen about the Freemasons, So one of the gates that the enemy uses a lot to enter into a family and enter into people's lives is contact with the occultic, uh, either you or somebody in your line. Uh, uh, things like Freemasons and, and things like that, as innocent as they look, uh, they're quite dangerous. I wish I could put it in a nicer way, but they are very, very, very... Because also it involves... Uh, other people it involves families, normally, it runs right through uh, it 's not just the person involved, but normally they actually open the entire family and sometimes generations after them uh, into the influence of that thing. Is it okay for me to say that <coughs> it is it is a, I know for some of, some of you may be kind of close to that topic. you may be uh, a bit you know scared by that, but we're not scaring you we 're giving you information and knowledge and the truth shall set us free. Amen. So, it could be other occultic things. uh, Witchcraft, for us in Africa, that's a big thing. It's a biggie. Um, um, uh, And stuff like that. So, okay, come back to Acts 13. In verse 10, this guy um, was stopping, actually, uh, the, the guys to hear Paul were also in the occultic. So, this guy called Elymas, he's actually called a sorcerer, started stopping uh, the other guys from hearing Paul, and Paul immediately recognized, and he says some of the hardest thing I would never say to anybody, definitely not in the UK, Uh, but clearly, he called him a child of the devil, you know, Uh, of course, I'm not suggesting you call anybody that, but But he recognized, he descended immediately. And this is what I said to people. You see, if you're dealing with a certain situation where there is uh, uh, an oppression there, um, we have to gently and with all wisdom, with all discernment, confront it at the right time. Uh, There may be counseling and other things to go with it. But if it's an oppression it probably may not go out any other way. As we say, you can't counsel out a demon. You know, counseling is great, and I, I do lots of counseling, but if it's, a, if it's an oppression, sometimes uh, you will not counsel it out. Does that sound okay in English? <laughs> you will not talk it out. You have to cast it out. You have to confront it nicely and gently and and do that. So, we noticed that uh, Paul used the gift of discernment. Uh, So, through the gift of discernment, we noticed again how Paul discerned that the slave girl was following them, announcing nicely that these are men of God, actually was was being oppressed by the enemy. Uh, So, it was almost a bit of a mockery, but in a very nice way. So, he confronted that again. Uh, So, sometimes, demonic oppression may look very, very normal. That's what I love about Helen's testimony. Doesn't she look so normal from a posh background? Uh, Because, you know, sometimes we, we have this thing that, you know, people that need freedom are uh, freaky people look funny and they're uh, funny. They've done stuff. And one of the things that's actually stopping the church from full release is where we think that if, if, if this is happening, then there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me. How how could... Do d- I? So, and I thank God for the openness of Helen in sharing that because I think in many situations we've been and we've been around different churches in the UK and she's been gracious to share that testimony, that it's released people to realize that we all have the opportunity to receive freedom. And guess what? Who knows that uh, others have to descend, But you see, if you need to be set free, you don't need to descend. You just know it. You, hello? Yeah, you, you know... <laughs> Uh, we, we can go to Bible school and be theological about it, and we are New Frontiers. We are very theological. But you see, when you're under an oppression, you don't need much theology. All you need is release. I just want this thing to go. That's all I want. You know, the theologians can go off and start debating or whatever, but, you know, I just want to be released. And that's what's happened to many people who come to our churches. They are under oppression, and Jesus came to set them free. And they're crying to us. He somebody please help. You know, and so that's why I believe in this room. There are people that God is raising. I thank God for Jeremy. But Jeremy has so encouraged us to say, look, we need to just get our churches to be given uh, and equipped, trained, so we can be churches that give the full thing that jesus did for us amen okay all right um i don't know what to do with time but let me give two more points then we we will pray uh somebody in for a prayer anybody you think we should pray okay so before we pray um, and we'll have opportunities to pray. If we don't pray much today, uh, Jeannie is usually very short. Tomorrow we'll have more time with Jeannie to pray. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Because Jeannie's got an amazing testimony. If you've never heard Jeannie's testimony, don't miss tomorrow. She'll be sharing her amazing testimony and bring some teaching around that. It blesses my heart. Um, so, how does the ascendment of spirit, let me just mention this, is. In that verse, the discernment of spirit is a manifestation. Somebody say manifestation. So, if you read that in the original context, let's just open that verse again. First Corinthians 12, 10. It says, uh, at the beginning, it says, to all of us is given manifestation. So, the man, it's a manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, it's not. So, it, it must. So, first of all there, in Spiritual warfare, we've got to be clued in to the spirit. You can't do this on your own. We really need the presence of the spirit. Okay, and in fact, uh, in Africa, we're doing it the opposite, but we are, we're learning very quickly. We do not go after the demonic manifestation. We go after the Holy Spirit manifestation. Because as it manifests, and in most cases, uh, the thing begins to unravel. Hello? Okay. Okay. Um, I'll just leave it there because there's so much there we can talk about. So, therefore, it's not a natural ability. Uh, Can I repeat that? It's not natural ability. Hi. (laughs) Good to see you guys. Uh, It's not natural. You can't depend on your natural mind to sort this thing out. As I said, it's not guesswork. Please don't use guesswork or, or just a feeling like I just feel. Now feelings are okay, and sometimes but we use our feelings, but you know they can't be used so much as a uh, uh, as a gauge. But but when you're in the spirit, sometimes the Lord would use. You mean you feel things, but actually, at the end of the day, we need a revelation from the spirit. So the 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 other point I want to mention is that the most common aspect of discernment of spirit is dealing with it. Why does He give us? discernment so that we do it why does the doctor give us a prescription Uh, a diagnosis so he can give us a prescription oh i got that wrong i have some medical doctors here so he gives us a diagnosis in order not just to leave us at oh you got this thing isn't that terrible you can go home and spend the rest of your life really thinking about that. I don't want to see a doctor like that, you know. But he will give me the diagnosis so that he can give me medication. So the discernment of spirit without having to deal with it is sort of half the story. Because then you just know, oh, okay, there's a, there's a lady in church. How do you think? I think I feel there's something not right. And then you leave it there. That's not helpful, is it? The reason God shows us is so that he may use us to help. And so with the manifestation comes also the thing. The the manifestation, the discernment of the spirit comes the ability to deal with it. Um, That's why if you had time, that word which is discerning, in Greek it's... uh, it's, it's a word diachesis, which has two meanings. The first one is distinguishing it of, of, of spirit. So, you could tell this is from God. This is not from God. So, that, that's a sense. The first sense of that, or differentiation. The second sense is actually uh, um, the issue of quarrel. Um, uh, uh, you know? Or as one um, commentary puts it, it is dealing, um, with, uh, a decision by battle or quarrel or dispute, which is very funny, but actually deciding or resolving a situation through a dispute. So, in other words, uh, this, this thing has got a sense of, a, a battle in it. So, that's why, uh, in a sense of it, the spirit is not just, the discernment of the spirit is just not, um, just Not just um, a, a thing that is, uh, if you like, uh, laid back and just sits there, but it's actually a battling thing. I've run out of time. I have to stop there. Let me just say this in conclusion, that the discernment of spirit is interwoven also with uh, other gifts. For example, words of wisdom and words of knowledge. So they actually work together. I just want to pray as we pray. Rob is standing, meaning time is up. I mean, up, up, up. Uh, I'll
2: just say a couple of things first.
3: All right. So let me just conclude by saying this. That uh, many of you that maybe you're wondering, is this or is it not? Can I suggest one thing? That that's a good place to start. Ask God discernment. Amen. And I do believe there are many people in this room that would be a great place to be where you just seek God to show you and this gift is available to all of us that we don't have to get situations. Some of you are going through stuff in your family and you're wondering, is this or is it not? May the Lord give you discernment. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
2: Thank you. The, the wonderful text system didn't work because there's not been any signal. But uh, I've just felt a couple of the Lord's the, the Lord highlighting a, a couple of things. Um, just that, that last thing that Joseph was saying, even. I, I, I feel that there will be some of us who've lived with things that are not actually part of us. And we've got so used to them, we've just thought, well, that's what happens in my family. Or that, that is my character, my personality. And, and the Lord is saying that's not necessarily so. And and so this opening of our eyes for wisdom and discernment, uh, you know, is this just a character issue I've got to deal with? Often it is, but sometimes it's no, it's something different. So Lord, I I just pray, open eyes, Lord. Give that wisdom, give that knowledge, that understanding, that discernment. What are you saying, Lord, about this this issue, Uh, whether it's in my personal life or my family life or even in my church, Lord? What is it that you are, are saying about it? Uh, I felt. I just also wanted to encourage us that, that in this uh, we we can say we can settle for so little, and uh, we we've heard about where sometimes there's like a, a, an enemy line cascading down through the generations, a demonic line. Please, this is only a counterfeit of what God wants to do. Yeah. We we set our sights so low. You know, we see in the Bible, I'm the God of Abraham and, and, and Isaac and Jacob. And, and uh, there's, there's family blessings available to us, there's family promises. And in our individualistic society, we've really underplayed that. The enemy knows that better than we do. So let's not just kick out these things that are happening from one generation to another, let's get hold of the amazing blessings that God has got for us, from one generation to to another. Um, okay, and uh, Ginny really felt that, it, could you pray, Joseph, for that gift of discernment? So we'll do that as we finish, and anything else that you want to pray for, but we're
3: conscious some people have got to uh, collect kids. Why don't we stand, if you may? Hallelujah. Thanks, Ginny. Uh, we're, we're, we're operating as a team. We may have a few minutes afterwards, just to, if there's something really pressing that you want to we we'll hang around for a few minutes. Uh, let's a, give a big clap to the guys in Ghana or uh, maybe switching off right now. I just appreciate them. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, let's just pause for a moment. We're out of time, but we'll just take a few moments to just pray. Just close your eyes. If, if you're here, first of all, and you just feel, I really want God to give me the gift of discernment of spirit. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Just as we pray and ask God for any other gift, God gives this gift as we desire it. If that's you, raise your hand. Hands all over the place. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as you've opened this up to us, Lord, this is one of gifts that's really so away from us. It's a gift that is for the church. It's a gift that blesses uh, the community and extends the kingdom of God as it penetrates into the kingdom of darkness using your wisdom, your discernment, and your understanding. So, Lord, with every hand that's lifted, we call upon you, Holy Spirit. Give us discernment. Spend the next 30 seconds just asking God. Open your mouth and just ask God. Just talk to the Lord just now. Uh, Raise both your hands because something is happening even as we pray. Holy Spirit, come in discernment. Gift of the discerning of spirit. Distinguishing spirit. Father, that in our families, in our personal lives, and in our churches, there'll be the spirit of wisdom and understanding in understanding the spiritual world and what's going on in people that are things that are going on in the family somebody's praying specifically uh, about what's going on in your family and we release that in the name of jesus descendment understanding and with this we are praying there'll be dreams some of you pick something in dreams Uh, you hear about dreams maybe tomorrow Genie, uh, I'm sure, I may touch on that. Uh, and ways in which discernment comes uh, through different gifts. Father, open our understanding uh, and give us discernment. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Like everything else, we receive it by faith. Receive that by faith. Clarity. And you enter in a world where you will be just asking God for more. The one thing about spirit of discernment is that You are always asking. You always seek God. You're always at a place where you say, Father, show me. We receive it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll ask Lily for one corporate prayer. Uh, 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 Tim, if if there is anything, uh, please feel free. Could we pray together as we go? Uh, now, one co- corporate prayer means we just believe in praying together, just like a corporate prayer instead of praying one one We can all pray together. I know it's very not very British. We're doing this over at, uh, where were we over the weekend? At Wrexham. Uh, at and uh, initially, uh, yeah, people loved it uh, in the end uh, because then we're doing it together as a body. Amen. So in a way, it's quite good. Can we do that together? Can we just pray one prayer together? And Lily will lead us in that.
0: Um, Just lift your right hand and say, "In In the name of Jesus, I am a child of God. I am a new creation, seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places, far above every principality and power and authority, and spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. I am under the blood of Jesus. I declare the powers of darkness shall not harm me. I declare the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ On the cross, as he stood on the cross, he disarmed the powers of darkness. And so I declare today over my life, you works of the enemy, you works of the enemy, you are disarmed over my life in Jesus name. Can I just encourage you to just say one or two things that you're praying about and just speak to them. They are disarmed over my life in the name of Jesus. Just speak to them right now. If it is infirmity, your spirit of infirmity, you are disarmed over my life in the name of Jesus. Your spirit of divorce, you are disarmed over my marriage. Your spirit of polygamy, you are disarmed over my marriage. Your spirit of poverty, you are disarmed over my, my, my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh yes, dear Lord, we thank you. Because in Jesus, we have the victory. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: good uh, okay god bless you um if you've got any uh, quick questions uh, we've got a little bit of time we have to get back for our own lunches as well speakers do eat too uh but uh, if you've got any quick little things then uh, please come for for a chat thanks